Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Um, yeah, I think I think we just get going. Let's just do it. Okay. The first word is borrow. Uh, bo- or borrow, I guess you could say. B-O-R-R-O-W. Verb from before the 12th century. Uh, we are starting with transitive. 1A. To receive with the implied or expressed intention of returning the same or an equivalent, as in borrow a book, also as in borrowed a dollar. I have borrowed some things from people that I still have, like over a decade later, uh, like some movies. Maybe I should return them. I had the intention. Uh, I had implied or it had the I had expressed intention of returning the same or the equivalent, uh, but you know it just never happened. Sorry about that. 1B, to borrow money, that's in parentheses, with the intention of returning the same plus interest. So that is a whole other thing. That's usually uh, when you borrow money from a bank, they're not going to just let you take that money and bring it back at the same. You, they charge interest. That's how they make money. Um, all right, number 2A, to appropriate for one's own use, as in borrow a metaphor. Comedians borrow stuff all the time, don't they? 2B, synonyms are derive and adopt. Number three, to take from a digit of the minuend in arithmetical subtraction in order to add as 10 to the digit holding the next lower place. Wow. Um, By the way, after um, right at the beginning, it says to take, and then there's the word uh, one in parentheses, O-N-E. To take one, thats you could be taking one or something else. Anyway, that's an example. I just made this way more complicated than it already is, which is super complicated. But, um, you know, I, I think you got it. Number four, to adopt into one language from another. Number five is a dialect version, dialect word. Uh, the synonym is lend. And then we have one intransitive definition, to borrow something. Borrower is a noun. Oh, we have a phrase, borrow trouble. That means to do something unnecessarily that may result in adverse reaction or repercussions. Repercussions. It's like you can be a percussionist, you're a percussion player, but you're doing it again. Repercussion? I don't know. Um, Let's see. Let's look at the etymology. Uh, Middle English, barwin, from Old English, borgian, akin to the Old English Bjorgen, which means to preserve. And there's more at the word bury, like you're burying a body. Um, all right. Now we have borrowed time, two words, noun from 1664. An uncertain and usually uncontrolled postponement of something inevitable. And this is used with the phrase living on, like living on borrowed time. There was that movie uh, with um, that guy where everybody lived until they were 30, and then they had, like, time ingrained in their arm. They showed a clock, and you could, like, use that as currency, and uh, and then once your time runs out, you die. Everybody, Nobody ages past, like, 30 or something. Um, so, yeah, they that's uh, borrowed time was definitely a theme with that one. Um, let's see. Now we have the word borrowing noun from 1609, something borrowed, 
especially a word or phrase adopted from one language into another. Next is borrow pit, two words, noun from 1863, an excavated area where material has been dug for use as fill at another location. I'm just going to borrow from this pit and put it over in this pit, and let's borrow some from that pit and put it in that pit. Uh, Okay, next we have Boers, capital B-O-R-Z, noun from the 15th century, a knight of the round table and nephew of Lancelot. Uh, Yeah, I don't know the knights of the round table other than maybe Lancelot. I'm sure there's a couple more that sound familiar, but uh, yeah, I haven't heard of Boers before. Okay, now we have Borscht. B-O-R-S-C-H-T. There are one, two, three, five uh, five consonants in a row. Uh, you could also spell it without a T. This is a noun from 1808. A soup made primarily of beets and served hot or cold, often with sour cream. This is a Yiddish word um, and Ukrainian and Russian. Uh, they just spell it a little differently. I recently watched that new movie called An American Pickle with Seth Rogen playing two roles. It's on HBO uh, or HBO Max. Actually, it's only on HBO Max. And um, I really liked it. It's super silly and goofy. Um, The concept obviously is totally ridiculous, but, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of heart and reality in it as well. Um, You know, what would these characters do in this completely bonkers situation? Uh, I enjoyed it, and he did a great job, and the logistics of making that movie had to have been insane. Anyway, moving on to Borscht Belt. Uh, Two words, noun from 1936, and we have the synonym Borscht Circuit, which is next. It is a noun, um, often capitalized, the B and the C. Uh, This is from 1936. The theaters and nightclubs associated... Uh, yes, the theaters and nightclubs associated with the Jewish summer resorts in the Catskills. Go watch that show, uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. They, uh, I think it's like the second or third season they go up to like the Catskills or something similar. So I guess that's the Borscht Circuit. Um, this is from the popularity of Borscht on menus of the resorts. Because, as we read in the previous one... It is a soup made primarily of beets and served hot or cold, often with sour cream, and is a Yiddish, Ukrainian, and Russian word. Moving on to Borstal, capital B-O-R-S-T-A-L. This is a noun from 1907. It is British, and the synonym is reformatory. So this is from Borstal, England, which is a village where the first such institution was set up. Uh, a reformatory, whatever that is. Maybe that's where they send people to go get reformed in some way. Next is Bort, B-O-R-T. You could also spell it B-O-A-R-T. It is a noun from 1622. Imperfectly crystallized diamond or diamond fragments used as an abrasive. That would really hurt. But that's called Bort. Next is, I mean, unless it's like super fine, Maybe that's what they use to, like, file down your nails or something. All right, next we have Borzoi, B-O-R-Z-O-I, noun from 1887. Any of a breed of large dogs developed in Russia, especially for pursuing wolves, which are very large, that have a long, silky, usually white coat with darker markings, called also Russian wolfhound. 
So yeah, let's find a picture of uh, this Russian wolfhound, or also called borzoi. Uh, borzoi is a Russian word, uh, which means swift. So they must be pretty fast to try and catch wolves. But man, yeah, wolves are crazy. Next is Bosk, capital B-O-S-C. Noun from 1850. A pear, like the pear that you eat, a pear with firm flesh and brown or dark yellow skin. I call it a bosk. Uh, let's see. This is short for boer bosk, which is from French boer, uh, which is any of various soft flesh pear varieties, plus bosk, which is perhaps from, what is L-A-G? Is that like three different things? Or is it its own thing? Uh, yeah, it's probably Latin. And uh, that is all I can really tell from that. Anyway, so um, so that is from L and A and G, which is uh, Bosca Diantic. That's a person, I guess, who died in 1828, was a French naturalist. I'm still not sure what L-A-G is. But anyway, that's where Bosque the pear comes from. Next we have Boscage, B-O-S-C-A-G-E could also be K-A-G-E. And uh, for those of you who want some more behind-the-scenes information, what I think is kind of interesting is the way the syllables are broken up between those two uh, spellings are different. In the first one, the syllable break is between the S and the C, but in the second one, with the K, the syllable break is between the K and the A. Why, Why did that have to happen? Um, All right, this is a noun from the 14th century, a growth of trees or shrubs, Uh, and the synonym is thicket. Bring me a shrubbery. This is Middle English boscage, boscage from Anglo-French boscage from, uh, well, maybe it's bois, B-O-I-S, which means forest of Germanic origin akin to the old high German busk, which means forest. Um, or or bush. So we get bush from the word busk or busk, which is Old High German. All right, next we have bosch. It is a noun from 1834. Foolish talk or activity. Synonym is nonsense, and it is often used interjectionally. Um, I actually had to redo this part because I thought that Gwyneth Paltrow's company name was Bosch, but... Um, it, it's actually Goop, which doesn't... It, that sounds like the one that would have spoofed her company's name. But no, I guess that's the real name of it. Um, so anyway, I went down a little a little rabbit hole on that. But um, if it was the real name of her company, I thought that was pretty ridiculous because it's foolish talk or activity and nonsense. Um, that is just what happened in my brain. So this is a Turkish word, uh, bos, B-O-S, which means empty. Next, we have bosk spelled B-O-S-K or B-O-S-Q-U-E. It is a noun from 1814, a small wooded area. And it is probably a back formation from the word bosky, which is our next and last word, B-O-S-K-Y. It is an adjective from 1593. One, having abundant trees or shrubs. And number two, of or relating to a woods. Uh, All right, so we had borrow, borrowed time, borrowing, borrow pit, bores, borscht, borscht belt, borscht circuit, borstall, bort, borzoi, bosk, boskage, bosch, bosk, and bosky. 
let's see. Uh, some of these I have to remind myself. Let's see. Bort. I think I'm going to pick, um, well, let's pick Bosch as the word of the episode because, you know, it, it's not necessarily a great thing unless you're you're going for that. It's foolish talk or activity. It's nonsense. Um, so it's just like whatever. It's, you know, that's what this this podcast is. It's just Bosch. Thank you very much for listening. Um, I think that's all I got to say today. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.